0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks man what a mess after the severe weather of the past couple of days we want to revisit a popular topic on this show hiring a contractor between your phone calls and emails we'll look at the best practices when hiring a contractor especially after a storm also share some tips that can help you clean up efforts uh, happening all around the state this morning Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING, that's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning, Pam and Jeff?
1: Well, I need a uh, a wagon and some time to clean up all the limbs in my yard.
0: A wagon, you say? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Jeff, how are you doing? Are you just fielding phone calls this morning?
2: Yes, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I I want to make one comment, if I can, this morning. Yeah. Uh, A friend of mine had to go to the hotel last night because their power was off. Right. He called me bright and early this morning, and he said, Jeff, you will never believe what I'm looking at. The parking lot at the hotel, and he stayed at a hotel in Madison, mm-hmm. the parking lot in the hotel had an out-of-state out of contractor from Texas,
0: uh-huh.
2: out-of-state contractor from Arizona, oh. and an out-of-state contractor from some other, I, I can't remember. Right Now, I don't want to beat up on out-of-state contractors. Right. Okay. Sometimes we need them, but I just want to tell y'all and, and all the listeners, try to hire local it is there's nothing more frustrating to hire an out-of-state contractor to put your roof on the third rainstorm out-of-state contractor's gone you try to get them on the phone they're not coming back guys
0: yeah i have a i have a sob story about that in myself to be honest i hired uh, a company out of texas probably around 2014 when uh all of us had, we, uh, my area had a hail storm, that just, I, I
2: remember this story. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just all
1: 2013. The, it was was it 13? The softball size. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay.
0: 2013. <laughs> yeah, and may, so may I, think. I had to have, uh, had to have a new roof put on and, and the, the, the unbelievable H- hired the wrong company. Uh, they came in and they put the roof in. Thankfully, there's been no issue, but I've seen no hide or hair from that person again, and I don't think the phone number works anymore. So that's, uh, that's what I'm left with after doing that particular thing. Pam, yeah. what do you think about this kind of stuff?
1: Well, you know, I mean, some of the problem is just the sheer volume. So you can think about hiring local, but the locals may not be able to handle the volume of the damage that's done. So another option would be is to let them know up front that you're going to have it inspected before you give them that last paycheck.
2: Yes, that's that's a good point, too. And there is a brand new law on the books, thanks to um, Home Builders Association of Mississippi and all of the locals. Uh, if you are an out-of-state contractor and you come to the state of Mississippi to do work, uh, in order to get a permit, you are required to obtain a sales tax number. Now, this is huge. So uh, that, that's, going to, um, that's going to slow down some of the out-of-state contracting in the, in the state.
0: Well, and I did want to say one point towards Pam's uh, thought earlier. One thing to say is, you know, not not everybody who comes in with an out-of-state tag is is uh, out to get you, and and some people just this is I'm not saying that this is the way a lot of folks make their money, Um, and and some are very reputable and will do a great job. the The trick is, is that you know, talk as much as you can to this person. Uh, talk to these people if you can get a reference from them of of the if not the job they're currently working on the previous job that they were working on get that telephone number to that customer that client and see what their performance was like on that on on the most recent job that they did um, well
2: and and two Jason sorry to
0: cut no you go off. for it.
2: Um, another thing in the state of Mississippi, you are required to have a builder's license. Now there are some States that reciprocate, but just ask the contractor, do you hold a Mississippi license?
0: Right. Right.
2: So, yeah. And I, am with you hundred percent all, all, I'm not saying you know, shy away just simply because you're out of state. Oh, no, no, That's no. That's not no. what I'm saying. Um, do, do your homework.
0: Yeah, because, you know, we have to admit things like, you know, when the coast got blown away by Katrina, outside help was required to get that done.
2: And and look, and we need outside help. Right. So I hope no one misunderstood what I was trying to Say and i'm glad you cleared that
0: up right well uh by the way if you've got a, a question asked this morning regardless whether it has to do with storm cleanup or hiring a contractor if you've got a project that you're working on if you're installing the the towel rack in your bathroom that's fine call us 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 um <clears throat> now we remind uh i do want to talk about this today because if not right now if you weren't affected by yesterday's storms it's spring in mississippi it's coming give it a minute so um jeff i want to ask uh both you and pam a question here that 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 um that i would have liked to have known when my house got blown away what would be your number one tip For someone who might have had their home damaged during the latest storms, what would be your number one tip? Be patient. Be, be Man, patient. took
2: the words right out of my mouth.
0: Be patient? <laughs> patient is the yes. number one thing, really? Yeah. So yeah. so explain yeah. that to me.
2: Gonna, I, I want to I add one thing to that. Yes. Secure your property. And what, what I mean by that, oh. I don't mean for you to get on your roof and put your tarp on. Right. But I do mean for you to get on your telephone to get someone on your roof to put a tarp on. It is your responsibility. It says it in your insurance policy. If there's any way that you can protect this asset, it's your responsibility to do that. And they're not telling you to do the work. I'm not telling you to get up on your roof. I'm telling you to make a phone call okay. to get someone on your roof.
0: Right. Okay. That's a uh, th- thank you for saying that. So, uh, so I guess minimize the damage if there's a tree limb through. Try to get oh. it to where that's not you know uh, leaking all over your home.
2: So. It, that's right. And then I think what Pam meant by being patient. Do not do not take the first contractor that comes by. Do your homework. Let your insurance adjuster get the claim correct.
0: Yeah, I've I will say. This. There they're, they're in, in in times of need like this where there are, where there's tons of damage, um, you know, a lot of people know this and they'll go to a neighborhood that's been walloped and uh I I always think of them as the clipboard guys. They they're the uh they, they're the con they're the contractors salespeople who are writing up these things and they come around with a clipboard and right. say, Do you need help? Um, yep. and there's nothing wrong with getting an estimate from that person. Nothing at all. Uh, As a matter of fact, you can use that estimate when you get a second estimate to make sure that things look right and or a third. So uh, anyway, you don't have to be scared of them, but make sure not to just bite the first hand that comes your way.
1: Well, and something that my and this is my own personal motto as well, is that I want to do my fact finding before I do my fact facing. mm -hmm. And so I'm going to spend some time getting all the facts and i think it really does depend on an insurance adjuster coming in there and kind of telling you these are the damages and this is what we're going to cover and you know to you know jeff's point you got to protect your asset and then you just have to find out the information but what'll happen it's human nature you know, your adrenaline's going. Oh, my God, my power's out. Oh, my right. God, there's a tree on the house. Right. Yeah. I've got to get this taken care of. It's, you know, and it's HGTV, and it's going to be done in 24 hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You know, and all these people yeah. are going to show up and help me. But you got to understand, there's 200,000 other people that need to be helped, too. That's true. That's hey, true.
2: I, I, I want to make one comment, too, to what Pam said. Uh-huh. Uh, When your insurance adjuster gets there, your insurance adjuster is going to do an estimate for you.
0: Uh I've been
2: doing this 25 years. I can pretty much count on one hand when the insurance adjuster gets it right the first time. Wow. They they are not contractors.
0: Right. Okay. Okay?
2: They are adjusters. I'm not beating up on them. Don't call and, and say I'm beating up on you. I'm not. Um, you're you're an insurance adjuster. You're not a contractor.
0: Yeah, and there um, I might they not get, see they, what the contractor's eye would see.
2: That there, there you go. So, uh, you know, walk through with your uh, uh, contractor and your adjuster. That's the ultimate. Get both of them there at the same time. Your contractor and your adjuster. Now let's walk the job.
0: Right, okay, that's good to know. I want to I want to uh, come back to that. Well, let me let me ask, uh, remind the builders about the rebuilding process, like working with their insurance companies and contractors. So one of the things that I learned when I had my big disaster at my house, uh, one of the few things I did correct was when the adjuster came, I had my contractor in the house, and and he walked along with the adjuster. And looked at different things as they came across them, and it's amazing what the contractor said that 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 the adjuster did not see. And, and the contractor would would say things like, "Look, the floor doesn't look bad, but there's been water here. You know, if we pull that floor up, there may be damage." And that was something that the the adjuster just wasn't looking at. So it is very beneficial to have your contractor with you if if at all possible when doing the adjuster's check.
1: It's going yeah. to be interesting too, don't you think, Jeff? With the cost of lumber now too. I mean,
0: oh, I was reading gracious. an
1: article the other day about how I mean, a piece of wood is expensive right now. Of course, we have an abundance of it because all these trees went down yesterday. Right, that's true. But you know, it takes for what I was reading. It was a fascinating article, and it said the problem isn't that we don't have enough trees. The problem is we don't have enough mills. Yeah, that they right. shut down the wood mills. Because who knew that COVID was going to create such a, how you know, this bust as far as housing goes. Right. So now they don't have operating mills to mill the trees. Wow. <laughs> so it's a down the river type thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, agreed. Well, you know what? We're going to uh, take a break real quick. Lauren is on the line in Natchez. We'll come back and talk with her. It's time for us to take that first break. When we come back, we'll share tips on cleanup after the storm and how to stay safe. If you have any questions about your recent home improvement projects, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, she's Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Real quick before we talk to Lauren and Natchez, I got an email in, and I just had to had had to throw this to you guys because it's what do i do when i remove an old 50 gallon water heater is there any recycle value if i put it up free on facebook marketplace will someone take it away for me let me say i know in my neighborhood if you put that outside in 10 minutes there'll be two guys out front fighting over it so it it won't take long i'll tell you that much but, uh, yes, 50-gallon uh, water heaters, even not working, are quite value to people, especially in the recycling game. So, there you go. All right, uh, let's go to Lauren in Natchez. Uh, Lauren, are you with us?
3: Yes, I am. Good all right. morning, all
0: Good morning. What's going on this morning?
3: I would like uh, your opinions on a whole house dehumidifier. Which are fairly common on the east coast, but mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody that puts them in here. Uh I know it will produce some heat which may make the air conditioner come on more, but at the same time if the air is drier, I may be able to use the air conditioner at a lower setting. So do you think these are cost effective in our climate?
0: Wow. I had one of these when I was uh when I lived in Virginia because we had a basement and they absolutely belong in a basement uh, because you just can't stop the humidity down there. But I would think a whole house air conditioning system would handle that where where we are in our climate. Jeff, Pam, any thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I mean your air conditioner is a dehumidifier.
2: That's
0: right. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're what what Pam what what are you pulling out? 5 gallons a day or something probably?
1: You know, I don't know, but if it's not if you're having um a lot of humidity in the house. There could be a couple of things going on, Jeff, follow me with this. Cause I'm sure you've got some other insights. Um, the air conditioning system may not be sealed up well. And so in your return, you're pulling and I see this all the time. You're actually pulling unconditioned air from wall cavities. I've seen wall cavities open to the attic and you're yeah. literally pulling air from the attic or the crawl space into the house. Yikes. And that air conditioner just doesn't stand a chance. So for pennies on the dollar, you could seal up your system and it would be much more efficient you wouldn't have to deal with a dehumidifier where you're going to have to empty the water all the time. <laughs> Cuz that's what, you know, you get these systems and you can even connect them to the system, but you still got to do something with all that water.
0: Yeah, we Another had thing if that if I had a basement on, that had a drain in the basement where I was and we floor. just ran a hose hose to that drain, a floor drain, right?
1: A floor drain. Yeah, mm. but we don't we don't really have those here. No. Another thing that be good, could be going on if the air conditioning, if, the, if your system is older than ten years old, it's just not efficient. It's just I mean,
0: there's so many people just, right now, Pam, that just cringed as they I heard know. that because I if, know. you know what uh, for some reason, we all believe that air conditioners should be the thing that lasts 30 years on our homes. Um, well, really? and if
1: you've got, yeah, I know. And you think that, and then I tell you the, the biggest mistake I see with people on air conditioning systems is that they'll get a new system, but they don't do anything to the ductwork. And if your ductwork and your return is leaking, then you put that new system in there. Now you're going to create all other kinds of issues because it's trying to breathe with old lungs. Right. And it just, it's just not but efficient.
2: You, you know what I can tell you from personal experience we uh, installed, um, w- we have two, two units, uh, and we replaced both of them a couple years back. And literally, I saw our utility bill just, you know, go down like a rock in a pond. Wow. It, it, it was amazing that the new efficient systems we have today um, will, will, in my opinion, they will pay for themselves over time. They will.
1: And I mean, they're just the new refrigerant that they're using, the, they way the systems are, you know, and it, it just goes back into now. Let me caution you about this. Don't go with the cheapest person on installing your system. Um, just there's so many things that you so many issues and things you can create by having a bad install on air conditioning. And I, you know. I'm working with some clients now, and it's turned into this big, ugly mess because the system was put in wrong, and it created mold everywhere. Uh, (laughs) And so, you know, we're trying to stay out of court is what we're trying to do with these folks. But, you know, and then I'll just go back and I'll say this again. Folks, if you're going to have major work done on your house, pennies on the dollar to have it inspected by a third party. Get an inspector, a home inspector in there to take a look at it before you give them the last check. I'm working with several clients on that right now. So, and that contractor knows, for instance, we had to rebuild the, um, or the client, we hired somebody to rebuild the ductwork up in the attic. They had to suck out all of the insulation because of the mold. They had to tear out all of the old ductwork. So now we've built brand new ductwork up there. And I'm talking to the general contractor. Well, now we've got to put insulation up there. And I looked at him and I said, let me tell you something. If that insulation person gets up there and crushes that ductwork, we're not going to pay him.
0: Hmm. Wow. Okay.
2: Hey, can can I add the contractor side of what Pam just said? Sure. (laughs) And Pam, I agree with you 100%. I have no issue... With the client getting an inspection before they give me my last check, I just want to put a caveat on that. If my if 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 my last check is due this Friday, don't call the home inspector on Friday. Call yes. the call the, <laughs> call, call the home inspector in ample time to where we can get it inspected and, and and get my check to me on time. Otherwise, I'm going to charge you interest yeah um, well and i think you know, that's very fair You're okay, if you call
1: me on friday i'm not going on friday i'm right. going a week from friday that's
2: <laughs> right. it, it could be it could be two weeks from from friday by the time we can get it inspected
0: right well look one of the things i wanted to say before we go back to the phone um and lauren i really hope that helps you out that that is one of the things that we deal with here in mississippi our air conditions must be pretty strong to deal with our humidity issue but uh, I think better than a dehumidifier. Um, I will say, if if you've not heard the show before, you might not have heard this. But if you're looking for a contractor today, and if you want to find somebody licensed, and believe me, you do, uh, uh, here's a resource for you. Okay, it's M S B O C. dot U S, and that stands for Mississippi B- uh, State Board of Contractors dot us so msboc.us also you can cross reference that with cpbms.com that's the mississippi housing institute and those are your certified builders that you know have had lots of reference checks and all that background or all that jazz so anyway again um, msboc mississippi state board of contractors dot us and cpbms.com. dot com. Okay, let's go to the phone. Uh, one of our regular listeners, Sue in Beaumont, uh, you're asking about something that works on a roof hole. Am I right, Sue? So no, I,
4: I need I need a new roof, and it's either a choice between roofing tiles or a metal roof. But I'm wondering why someone hasn't invented a um, solution like Flex Seal or that kind of that kind of stuff that you, like truck bed liner spray. Uh-huh. Just pull a truck up there and, and sweep off your roof and just spray the flashing around the chimney and the whole roof and waterproof it so you wouldn't have to go through tearing all that stuff off. Why hasn't somebody invented that yet?
0: Well, let me tell you, uh, because typically, you know, your roof puts up with things that your car would never be able to withstand. Never. Uh, Things like limbs falling on it and stuff falling on it all year long. And then the sun of August in Mississippi hitting it, constantly it's just you know the roof really gets uh a beating and i know we all hate problems with roofs but it is the one thing that is absolutely exposed 100 every day so it's it's the hardest working piece of your house i promise
4: so there's, there's no solution except to go ahead and. but well, do, do you prefer metal roofs or, or a, those roofing tiles
0: well i will let the pros handle that jeff um pam what do you guys think would you go with a metal roof or tiles
2: Uh, it's easy i I can tell you right now the one i do what's that if it's in the budget i'm doing metal
0: and uh give a why for that
2: um we had a fish camp in grand isle louisiana during during hurricane katrina Mm -hmm. um the metal roof did not come off really no sir
0: that's pretty amazing because entire houses came off so that's a pretty that's right yeah that's right all right, um, uh, Pam. Any ideas? Any any thoughts there?
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to agree with Jeff. Uh, the one thing that I'm going to look at is the uh, the gauge on the metal. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it oh, goes back to you know, you can get a cheap metal roof and it'll look like crap in a year because everything yeah. that hits it's going to dent it. Right. Or you could you know get get a good what is what is the gauge on a good metal roof, Jeff? I I have oh, no idea. gosh,
2: I knew I knew you were going to do that to me. Um, <laughs> Well, give me give me a minute or two now. Uh, look, I also want to add this. Um, you may have heard this in the past. Oh, you can get a metal roof for about what a shingle roof costs. You can, but you don't want that metal roof.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. metal, metal roofs are going to be expensive.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. good to know.
2: So,
1: but their life expectancy is longer. Their wind load is better. They're gonna like when a when you get a straight line wind that hits a shingle roof, it's gonna bend and pull those shingles off. Right. But if it hits a metal roof because it's slicky,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it just goes it's like going over a, a race car. The wind just goes right, right over it.
0: Well, let me ask you, uh, in a situation like yesterday, um, where there's a lot of damage and you know, tornadoes take what tornadoes want. It's you know, there's 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 nothing we can build that it won't take. But um are you better off with a metal roof or a shingle roof on tornado day? Yeah. Uh, anybody? I'm going to uh, say again,
2: metal uh, again. The metal is going to take a better wind load, um, and and as far as our question, Pam on the gauge um, between 20 and 29, uh, 20 being the 20 being the best. Being the
0: thickest. Right. The lower number in gauges is always bigger.
2: Exactly. So, um, the lower number is is better. The bigger gauge you can get, the better.
0: Yes.
4: I still still think there's got to be somebody out there smart enough to invent some kind of waterproof (laughs) sealant you can spray on a roof and around the flashing and not go to all that trouble, but that's just me, you know.
2: Okay. (laughs) I thank y'all. Well,
1: if you're going to spray, I mean, then what are you going to spray it on? You start spraying it on (laughs) shingles.
2: You spray it on an inferior subsurface. You, all you've done is waste money. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got weight, <laughs> you got wait. You got a weight factor. Um, I don't. Right. I don't think it boils down to the intelligence level. We could do that.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Uh, I just. I don't know if that's going to cost or weigh. Uh, you know, our space shuttle come back with a coating on it. So right. right. We could put a coating on our roof.
0: Yeah, that's true. Okay, look. we got to take a break here. We're going to get back to it. We've got lots more uh, emails coming your way and some phone calls. Time for another break. When we return, we'll answer more of your home improvement questions. Also, we look more into the right and wrong contractor to hire after a disaster. So stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, Ashley Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Now for all stitcher app users you can also find us on there so we've been talking today about all these storms that happened last night happened last night uh or yesterday and plus you know it's 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 spring in mississippi so this is coming and and, and a lot of us will if not be a part of it know somebody who was a part of it so we, we mentioned something before the break and and liz came in and said what were those those websites again so it's uh, if you're looking for a contractor, a great place to start is msboc.us. That's the Mississippi State Board of Contractors, and it's msboc.us. Uh, and the other one is cpbms.com, CPB That's the Mississippi Housing Institute. All right, uh, real quick, let's go to Dean in Grenada, Grenada, and he's got a question about asphalt shingles. What's going on, Dean?
2: Uh, I've got a um, a house with asphalt shingles. It's a ranch-style house, normal pitched roof. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering uh, how damaging it is to let uh, leaves and uh, pine needles collect in the valleys.
0: Hmm. Uh, I would think uh, Pam would have come across this before, Pam.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm sure Jeff's got some comments on it, too. The problem is that uh, one of the things is that it it draws insects, so you can have carpenter ants and whatever get up in that stuff, and and then you'll have some damages that you don't know about. It also reduces the life expectancy on your shingles whenever that stuff just sits up there. So it really does – I mean, you don't have to get up there after every storm. But you you do want to get it off on a regular basis.
2: Oh, okay. So just keep it to a minimum, but don't be obsessive
0: about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I sure appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> here we go. This one just came in. Please discuss the pros and cons of installing a moisture barrier under an older home in Bellhaven. And what's the difference between a crawl space encapsulation and a moisture barrier? Thanks, Savvy. You guys want to try to tackle that?
1: I'm telling you, you got a can of worms right there. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it is. I'm going to say this. And I, if anybody hears anything I say today, hear this. All crawl spaces are not created equal. Uh-huh. So you have to, you can't have one answer for everybody. It's going to depend on the drainage around the house. Uh-huh. If you've got duct work down there, if you have moisture problems in the crawl space, if you've got ventilation, do you want ventilation? Because if you put down, just to answer that particular question, mm-hmm. you can put down the moisture barrier. Right. which needs to be seam to seam and it needs to be or overlapped and mm-hmm. it needs to be consistent all the way around and you have to have some type of ventilation down there. Don't you if you just put that down without any venting you you just got some other issues. But okay. if you want to encapsulate, which seems to be the new the new kids on the block are all about encapsulation. Right. My concern with encapsulation is where they come in with this real heavy uh, plastic, Uh and they go up the walls, and and you don't have any venting, right? And it's just completely encapsulated, and it get your checkbook out because it is expensive. Hmm. There are have a benefit cons. Well, if it's done right. If you do it right, you and you have to, to go back to your dehumidifier. Right, you got to put a dehumidifier down there because if you don't, you've just held all that moisture in there. So have your dehumidifier, have your encapsulation, and it it can do a lot as far as regulating temperature in the house. Um, it will definitely keep your uh, crawl space. Um, less moist unless you've got air conditioning down there because now you're introducing (laughs) so it's a you really if you if it's something you're going to look at I would talk to several different professionals and get several different viewpoints on it now when it comes to Bellhaven you've got old houses that have been there 75 80 100 years Mm -hmm. and unless you're having huge issues down there Leave it like it is
0: <laughs> Okay I,
2: I, I will agree with that And another thing too Pam I think that we can all agree on If you If you go into your crawl space And it is dry um, that That's I, I think that's that's when we leave it alone huh. um, if, it, if it's wet um, at, that, at that point we need to start looking at it Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, and so you have to. You know, people kind of freak out because I mean, I bet I've crawled under a thousand houses by now, and that in itself that would freak wonder. me out. By the way, yeah. Well, you know, you could, after about a hundred, I got really used to it, and right. sometimes I like it better under there than inside the house. To be quite
2: honest, <laughs> <laughs> hey Pam, you you typically don't have the homeowner following you.
1: That's true. You know, in 20 years, I had one guy suit up and go with. Well, I've had two. I had one lady that went with me and one home, uh, you know, potential buyers because they want to know what's going on, you know, (laughs) down there. But, um, and I always tell them, I say, listen, If you're going to be around when I'm crawling underneath the house, I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm going to say some things. Because if a grasshopper jumps up at me or I see a rat or whatever, I'm going to scream like a girl. So just be used just know. that, And there will be some language involved because I get scared. And when I get scared, I cuss. So, you know. (laughs) Well, you're never scared on the show here.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't scare me on the show because there will be things said that you're going to have to bleep out on the podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, but, and I'll go, I'll say this too, Jeff, don't you think a lot of the issues, the problems in houses on conventional crawl space happen, um, over a long period of time because nobody's been down there to check it out?
2: Yes, absolutely. I've done some, I've done some floor work in Bell Haven due to crawl space where the mm-hmm. wood, where the wood floor, there's so much moisture under the house the wood floor just curls
0: up. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay. Hey, remind us again, Jeff, because you said this one time and I just thought it was fascinating. If the world, if the wood curls up, it means one thing. And if it bows up, it means something else.
0: I've got into this with so many folks since we did this a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) So many people said, what are you talking about with the rainbow up? Um, I'm
2: going, I'm, I'm I'm going to go from memory. If the top of the wood, if the center of the wood is high and your ends of the wood start going down, that that indicates moisture from below. If the ends of the wood curl up, that indicates moisture from above.
1: That is so interesting.
0: (laughs) Well, it's something (laughs) to know. You know, there you go.
1: <laughs> well, I'm chasing water all the time. You know, as an inspector, we'll get, and I'm probably, you know, we're probably booking up today with with folks who've had issues because right. we've got that thermal camera. But that's just fascinating because if you kind of know that, you know whether to look up for your problem or to go underneath for your problem,
0: right? Well, uh, uh, guys, uh, yes, that is awesome. I appreciate it because the moisture berry thing, I've got another email. I'm going to, I'm going to save that to a little bit later because I did want to talk again uh, quickly about this hiring a contractor. There's so many people, hundreds of people today that are are in a position that they've never been in before um, having to hire someone to come fix their stuff. And, 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 some hints here okay regardless of the contractor you choose to restore your home after a severe weather event protect yourself by making sure they meet the following criteria okay uh you really want an established company with a positive track record uh nobody wants to be the starter job so uh look for the established company if you can find it fully insured liability and workers comp fully that's a big deal they're on your house your home insurance covers things and it doesn't cover other things so you might want to make sure that everybody on the property is insured uh, having insurance claims experience if this is you know if if a tree has fallen through your roof obviously that's an insurance claim to deal with if you have a company that is new to the insurance game you might not get what you're looking for there so make sure you've got someone at least in the building that knows how to speak insurance language uh uh, you obviously want these people to have passed a background check you can make sure of that kind of thing if you hire somebody from uh like the mhi the mississippi housing institute who does pre-background checks for you so that's that's something that you might want to look at also they need to be able to provide at least three local references okay Uh, they, they need to be able to hand you that they need to be able to give you that three local references. And and what I mean by that is that, you know, obviously the most important reference is the last job that they did. However, you know, to make sure they've been around for a minute, it's good to have those uh, references and make sure that they did those jobs. So anyway, those are some things to look for when you're looking around for your contractor. A lot of them are going to be coming to you because of the disaster they know where the problems are they watch the news just like us and they follow but uh they're not bad people just make sure that they're you know that insurance thing is such a big deal jeff i know you've dealt with that every day but what what is it about uninsured people on your property that you got to worry about
2: well man that that is a that is a can of worms let me tell you And let's just let's just role play for a minute here. Let's just do a scenario. All right. I I, I hire a roofing contractor, uninsured. Mm -hmm. Um, Disaster happens. One of the roofers falls off of the house, breaks Mm -hmm. his back. Uh, Worse than that, paralyzes himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no work comp to take care of this individual. So who is the next person they're going to turn to? They're going to turn to your homeowner's insurance. Right. Your homeowner's insurance may or may not um, pay. So at the very least, you've got the contractor in court. You're, you're, you're in court represented by your homeowner's insurance. And if you have any assets at all, an individual may sense. assets. I don't. I don't want to, you know, the world's coming to an end. Speech here, right? But look, it is so easy. Do you have workman's compensation insurance? Yes or no? Right. And if you do, give me proof. Okay. I believe. I believe everyone. Um, I believe that. Um. 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 Show me some proof. I, I believe you, but just show me some proof. Right. Uh, uh, so you 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 want that number one insurance is workman's comp uh, in case someone gets hurt. Mm-hmm. But then let's let's play this game. What if someone uh, accidentally catches your house on fire?
0: Hey. Right.
2: Well, you need some liability insurance. So I want liability insurance coverage and I want workman's comp coverage.
1: Okay. I hey, proof. Jeff. Uh, question if they are licensed through the mississippi uh, board of contractors do they have to have that
2: you you it is a state law that you have um a general liability
0: it is not a state law that you have work comp. Okay. really okay so now, definitely well, ask for that working comp. hang on I, ju- I just misspoke i'm sorry
2: okay state law requires you to have general liability uh state law requires you to have uh, workman's comp if you have five or more employees. Okay. And that's, okay. Where, that's where everyone gets confused on this. Well, I don't have to have work comp because I have less than five employees. You sure do. And those four employees can sue you.
0: Right.
2: So, <laughs> Good point. It,
0: Fantastic. So. Uh, thank you very much for that because there's going to be a lot of hiring of contractors in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, and that's, that's right. very important, if, especially if you've got somebody on a roof. I mean, especially on a roof, because that's just an accident waiting to happen. But we're going to need to take another break here real quick. Uh, You still have time to get your home improvement question on this morning. So you can call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam as she Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Uh, we've been talking about hiring contractors today. And the reason for that, we we all, uh, a lot of the state had some weather yesterday. And if and like I said, if you hadn't had your turn yet, give it a minute. It's just May. Um, hey, Jason, yes, can ma'am? I
1: talk about the weather I had at my house? Sure. So I'm in the closet with the dogs and the cats. It was a very exciting, like, 60 seconds. Right, <laughs> And I come out, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, boy, it looks like a war zone down here. Well, I didn't think anything about it. And I went over to pick up my little 12-year-old buddy after school because he teaches me math on Tuesday. Right. So I picked him up, and we were, I was getting ready to take him home. We started down the street, and two, no, three enormous trees had gone down. One had completely crushed a house. Oh, my gosh. And the other one demolished the, uh, the garage. Mm. And I just sat there. I wasn't scared until I saw that.
0: Right. <laughs> that does make <laughs> things real. Oh, uh, I did want to like, say... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i did want to say one thing i wanted to cover before we go to the phone real quick um is a uh, payment for our contractors when you find the contractor all right jeff you ready we need all the money up front what do you say no no <laughs>
2: <laughs> next
1: next
0: so uh, okay t- tell Damn. me about that tell me about what we should expect there
2: Okay, now, what I will do, because look, there's just as many uh, customers that won't pay, too, now, so the customers are not off the hook. Right. The minute, minute, and let's just talk about roofing, the minute I have shingles set on your property, Uh I need a check. I need a check at that point.
0: Okay, not for the full amount.
2: No, 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 just for materials.
0: Okay, okay. All right, right, so material cost is, is, is okay, uh, yes. labor cost is roughly,
2: not. Yeah, yeah, roughly roughly a third of the contract would be due at that point. Mm-hmm. And then once the roof is on and inspected, uh-huh. um, then, I, then I would like the rest of my money uh, at that point. The customer's probably waiting on insurance money, right? And, and that's okay. You, you can, you know, you're, you're, you're in business, so
0: right? You,
2: you may have to wait a week or two on mm-hmm. on insurance, but, but uh, okay. But yes, definitely. I, I'm not paying up front. Once material arrives in your. On your driveway, I would like a check at that point.
0: Okay, all right. Let's go to Janet real quick in Memphis. I, I have a feeling we've got a, another point of view here, Janet. Uh, so you're in the uh, you're in the insurance game, huh? Uh,
3: I am. I am a commercial insurance auditor.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> oh boy, you've been listening to us all hour, hadn't you? Oh,
3: oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I do have an interesting perspective. I do a ton of. Workers' comp and general liability audits mm-hmm. uh, in the state in the t- both Tennessee and Mississippi and Arkansas. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the majority of those are for contractors. And right. I want to. I want to say uh, one of the things that you know you're talking about what to look for uh, when when you ask for proof of their insurance. Mm-hmm. And yes, they do need to have. Workers' comp and general liability, mm-hmm. um, and you need to you need to also look at how much what their uh, do they have a million dollars in coverage? Do they have five hundred thousand dollars in coverage? Or how much coverage do they have? But okay, the, some contractors will try to give you, and it's not because they're trying to get one over on you; it's because they just don't know any better. Some contractors will try to give you. The declaration page from your insurance. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's ever been pulled over by a state trooper knows that they don't accept your declaration page and that's for a reason. Right. You get that information when you take out the policy. That doesn't mean the policy is in effect today.
0: Ah, What they have to do,
3: yeah, what they have to do is they have to actually go to their insurance company and they have to say, um, I'm doing a roofing job in keeping with the theme, and uh, Miss Janet is my uh, customer, mm-hmm. and they're going to make that a certificate of insurance, uh, and and it's going to have my name on it. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then they can bring it and give it to you, and same thing with uh, – general liability but you need to look over that really carefully because a lot of a lot of people give you their uh general liability thinking that covers both and it doesn't
0: right right thank you so much for calling janet uh we really appreciate that last minute here um it's been a great show i hope you learned something it's big big day to get into that finding a contractor Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman, today engineered by Mr. Kevin Farrell. Our call screener was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.